podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks, no breaks, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Well, you just never know what the Speedway world is going to throw at you from one week to the next. Who would have predicted a week ago that 2021 world champion Artem Laguta would be signing for the Kingsland Stars? Well, he is, and we've got his boss, Alex Brady, as our special guest in this week's episode. I've got a text around about 9pm from, from Artem to say, hello, uh, Ty's made contact with me. Um, I hear you're interested in, in, in signing me for, in England. I'm keen to come over. Let's basically let's try and make it happen. A long chat with Alex Brady about how he managed to bring Artem Laguta to the Adrian Flux Arena. That's all on the way in part two. We also got reaction from Monday's Sports Insure Premiership fixtures as the Wolverhampton Wolves closed the gap on the Bellevue Aces at the top of the table. Yeah, if they told us that uh, this morning we we could come away with that, I'd be really happy. So uh, I'm stoked for that. More from Sam Masters and Peter Adams to come. We've also got a little bit of reaction from Stuart Dixon as the Leicester Lions defeated the Peterborough Panthers at the East of England Arena on Monday night. And we hear from the Sheffield team manager Simon Stead and Adam Ellis after their big win over Kingsland last week as the Tigers look to face the Stars this Thursday. And if that fixture wasn't already big enough, it will be the debut for Artem Laguta and Kai Thompson as well for the first time. Plus, it was a busy weekend for Grand Prix Challenge qualifiers. A number of riders that feature in British Speedway have made it through. Paco Castagna and Luke Becker, now five rides away from the Grand Prix. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. A bigger chat with Alex Brady on just how he managed to sign Artem Laguta, 2021 world champion for the Kingsland Stars on the way. But first, we're going to reflect on the action from Monday night in the Sports Insure Premiership as Wolverhampton took four league points after an epic day of racing between the top two in the league table. The sides fought out a dramatic 45-all draw in Manchester with the Aces winning a superheat before Wolves edged the evening contest 46-44 at Monmore Green to take the aggregate points. Bellevue fought back from eight points down at home with Dan Bewley dominating the closing stages of the meeting, but he and Brady Kurtz were split by Ryan Douglas in Heat 15 to leave the scores level. Dougie then won the superheat after another battle with Bewley, but the crucial factor was third place and Kurtz steamed around Luke Becker on the final bend to win it for the Aces. Brady Kurtz urged on. What can Kurtz do here on the final lap? Side of Luke Becker, can Kurtz make this stick and give Bellevue the victory? And he has! My word! The captain pulls off the move and Bellevue have taken the victory! The evening fixture in the Black Country saw Wolves race into a 10-point lead before once again being reeled in by their opponents. Three advantages out of four for the Aces between heats 11 and 14 took it down to a last heat decider. And that's where home skipper Sam Masters stepped up to the plate to keep Kurtz and Bewley at bay to seal victory on the night, as well as the aggregate bonus point. Well, a few interviews following that fixture to come your way. We will hear from Sam Masters very soon. Uh, and also we've got a chat with Luke Becker and Paco Castagna who were involved in that meeting but also have successfully booked their place in the Grand Prix Challenge. That's on the way soon. But first let's hear from team manager Peter Adams with Mike Taylor from BBC Radio WM. Peter, people who've 
seen either or both of the meetings today have well and truly had their money's worth from these two teams. Yeah, tremendous uh, entertainment. I mean, the result's important, obviously, but not as important as being able to put on a fantastic show of, of racing and commitment and everything that goes with it. So, yeah, two really good top-flight matches. And, well, you hear the response of the crowd here that appreciated that because for the second time today, Bellevue put you put you under an awful lot of pressure in the closing heat. They did, but, you know, Sam Masters produced two captain's rides in heats 13 and 15 to get us over the line. It's a shame the accident in heat 14 because I rather thought we could wrap the meeting up in that race and um, losing Dougie the way we did was you know, particularly damaging but <clears throat> Sam saved the day and um, we got four points on the day and we're at or very near the top of the league now. Yeah, well four points from the day is not a bad return really. <laughs> I mean, you, you were close to him more than that but four points is pretty good. Yeah, very good. Um, it's a bit like, um, you know, with Becker qualifying for the Grand Prix mm. Challenge and... Uh, the success we've had today it's a bit like tales of the unexpected really <laughs> but um no it's been uh, it's been a good day all around and we're we're really pleased i mean that is just a striking performance over the last weekend by luke becker really to come back from a, a standing start to his season to get through the grand prix qualifier was a terrific achievement and then do two meetings in a day that's a lot when you've come in cold yeah, he's, he's in a lot of pain, obviously. Um, he's had his painkillers, which uh, gets him through the meeting, but he'll be sore tomorrow for sure. And uh, Thankfully, he's got a few days off now before we go to Ipswich on Thursday. But a, a great effort from him. And I think that um, he's shown in the last you know, few days that this really could be the season when he steps up. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, I mean, I think he's 24 now. He's obviously got a, a two or three seasons of experience, but he's clearly a talented rider, and all that that, that experience plus the talent, he's starting to really bear fruit. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he's a terrific guy, great rider. Uh, his gating's improved a lot, you know. I've noticed in these uh, last few meetings in particular. So long may it continue, you know, onwards and upwards for him. Now you've got, I think, three away meetings in the next 10 days or so. Clearly, you're going to be hard to beat here. You've shown that already this season, undefeated so far. If you can be durable away from home as well, as you were at Bellevue, that's a, that's a positive combination. But these three meetings are going to tell us a lot. Yeah, when I look back at the two meetings we've lost this season, at Kingsley and um, Leicester, I, I rather wish we could go there again now, because... Um, um, I think there were points to be had in those two meetings that you know slipped through our fingers. But to cement our position, you know, at or near the top, we really need to win away somewhere soon. And uh, Ipswich and Peterborough next um, next Monday are the next fixtures on the calendar. So hopefully we can do something at one or both of them. Peter Adams, the Wolves team boss with Mike Taylor from BBC Radio WM. Well, the rider who certainly helped secure all those league points for Wolves was Sam Masters, the captain of Wolves who held off Dan Bewley and Brady Kurtz in heats 13 and 15 to secure those all-important points. And here he is with Ryan Guest. Well, Sam Masters, four points out of a possible five against Bellevue on Bank Holiday Monday. Got to be happy with the day's work there. Yeah, if they told us that uh, this morning we'd, we could come on with that I'd be really happy so uh, I'm stoked for that I thought we could have won at Bellevue but uh, you know 
luck probably wasn't out. Oh, not really even that. I think it was just a hard-fought uh, meeting and... Uh, it was nice to come back here tonight and, and win. Yeah, it certainly was. Like you say, it was dramatic with the super heat at Manchester. It set everything com- uh, nicely coming back here to Monmouth Green. And even with that 10-point advantage partway through again here, the, the Aces certainly kept you honest and, and came back at you. Yeah, they again, they used the tactical at, at home and at, at Bellevue. And then again today, and that um, they, they got a lot out of that, really, and it bring it really close. So, uh, you know, I, was, I can't complain. All the boys dug deep. I was so, so happy with them and... Uh, yeah, hopefully we keep this ball rolling. I know you had a bit of a, a tough one at Manchester earlier in the day and obviously uh, hadn't got a race win from, from your first three. So when the pressure was really on as captain and number one, stepped up to the plate big time in 13 and 15 there. Yeah, I had a, uh, I've got a little bit of an injury that's sort of bugging me a bit. Nothing too major. I think uh, a few days and I should be over it. But um, yeah, it was hard when the track was a little bit patchy and uh, yeah, I struggled a bit. Yeah, and like I say, the 100% record here at Monmouth Green for the, the Paris International Wolves, but there really is a feeling that this side hasn't, hasn't properly clicked and, and got going yet, obviously with uh, Luke Becker only coming back in for his first Wolves appearance of the season today as well. Yeah, it's so awesome to have our full team back together, and like you said, I think we've still got more in the tank to uh, to push on and do bigger things throughout the year. So, um, yeah, we've got a good bunch of guys. We all get on well. We all love coming, turning up to Monmouth Green on a Monday and, and racing together and... Uh, you know, once we all click, I think uh, we'll, be, we'll be dangerous. Yep, just finally a few meetings on the road coming up now. Starting on Thursday at Ipswich, obviously a, an eight-point uh, victory uh, a lead on the aggregate front as well. So should be an interesting one at Foxhall Thursday. Yeah, it'll be tough, you know. We've got Reverse and Doily and Emil, especially at Ipswich, is going to be hard. So uh, hopefully we can um, come away with there with something, which should be hopefully the point. Um, and, and Or even win over there would be, be nice. But uh, we'll see what happens. It'll be tough, but... Uh, We're capable of doing anything. So a close run affair then over the two legs of that one uh, clash between the Bellevue Aces and the Wolverhampton Wolves with Wolves coming away with four league points overall. Uh, Also a close affair at the East of England Arena as well as Max Frick pulled off a vintage Heat 15 ride to see Leicester to a 47-43 win at Peterborough on Bank Holiday Monday, their first victory on the road since rejoining the Sports Insure Premiership. The Panthers needed two 5-1s in the last two races to set up a superheat and they were halfway towards doing so with maximum points from Richie Worrell and Hans Anderson in Heat 14 and they briefly held the position that they needed in Heat 15 before Frick managed to pass both Michael Palmtoft and Niels Christian Everson to secure the result for his side who go third in the league table. Frick won four races to finish on 13 points while Richard Lawson returned from injury with nine plus one bonus point Justin Sedgman also involved in 251 scoring 7 plus 2. Reserve Dan Thompson was withdrawn following a crash at the end of Heat 8, and he's likely to be out for a few days with concussion as well. Well, speaking after that match, we can hear from the Leicester team boss Stuart Dixon, who was speaking to Eurosport, and he starts off by clearing up the situation with Dan Thompson. Dan Thompson took a sore one after the race. We sent him his best wishes. I think he's got a little bit of concussion, so he's a bit banged up. But the rest of the boys... He pulled together and got us over the line and we got the, got the three points, yeah. And leading from the top by Max Frick, what a heat 15 for him and great to see Richard Lawson not only back in action but scoring. Yeah, he scored well, Richard. He got his paid 10 tonight. Max Frick, was, as you say, will get the plaudits for winning heat 15. We knew gate three wasn't, good, wasn't great and Peter would go two and four but that would leave the door open for Max Frick and the plan was 
put our strongest rider off the inside gate, you know, and get the win. But for the first lap or so, it looked rather interesting. But uh, we got there in the end. Big support here tonight. Very pleased to see the backing we got, and uh, the the fans uh, were rewarded with the lines doing the business. Yeah. So let's have a look at the Sports Insure Premiership table then as of the 30th of May after those Bank Holiday Monday fixtures. And Bellevue Aces are still top of the table. Nine meetings ridden, 14 points on the board. Next though, and closing the gap significantly after Bank Holiday Monday, Wolverhampton Wolves, eight meetings ridden and 13 points. So just the one point behind with a match in hand for Wolves. Leicester are third at the moment, having ridden seven Seven meetings and ten points so far. Ipswich are currently fourth, having ridden six and on eight points. Sheffield are fifth, also ridden six on seven points. And Kingsland Stars are sixth, ridden six meetings and five points on the board. Peterborough still prop up the Sports Insure Premiership table. Eight meetings ridden for them and two points scored so far. Um, so things are going to get interesting over the next couple of weeks, uh, particularly between Wolves and Leicester, keeping pressure up on Bellevue. Looking ahead to Thursday, there's uh, plenty to look forward to this Thursday evening in the Sports Insure Premiership uh, as the Kingsland Stars host the Sheffield Tigers. Um, obviously, we're going to hear more from Alex Brady very soon. He's going to talk all about the Artem Laguta situation and the team changes they've made there. That's coming up in the next part of this podcast. But uh, we're going to hear from Simon Stead first after Sheffield uh, defeated Kingsland last Thursday at Olerton. 60 points to 30 to take a big lead into the second leg of this Sports Insure Premiership tie uh, this coming Thursday. So lots to race for for Kings Lynn for many reasons. Let's hear from Simon Stead now. This was before the news of Artem Laguta came out, uh, looking back on a big win over Kings Lynn and looking ahead to the next clash this coming Thursday. Well, Simon Stead back at Olerton for, for the first time in seven weeks and what a way to return as well. Yeah, exactly the response that we wanted. Um, we, we were disappointed. At, uh, at Leicester and we can't shy away from that um, you know the first step to improvement is acknowledging that you weren't good enough uh, and we did that uh, and we've uh, we've gone some way of rectifying it tonight um, dominant home display everything I could have asked for solid team display as well um, unfortunate from David who, who showed real promise in his first two rides so uh, we wish him well um, but we, we cope very well. Yeah, like you say, uh, the, the only real downer on the night was David withdrawing after two rides, but um, for, from the rest of the team, some, some real pluses tonight and, and great to see some confidence back from, from the likes of Adam in particular. Yeah, that's right. Um, he just looked a different rider again tonight. He'd made some alterations to his machinery and um, obviously felt a lot more comfortable, so that was great to see. Uh, but when, when you look down the score chart, you know, uh, they've, they've all had a really good night, but they they've been dominant and uh, and they were good I don't think uh, Kingsland did anything wrong in particular I just think we were very good tonight um, great to see Dan Jilks uh, get his maiden win um, he really enjoyed that and uh, again looks like he's really going into his role here so really pleased all round yep. and with the aggregate point back on the line in 2023 uh, now taking a 30 point lead to Kingsland next Thursday so um, got to be confident of, of holding on to that as a minimum oh well yeah but I don't take anything for granted it's um, it's a tough place to go, Kings Lynn. Uh, I know we've had a good result there already this season, but it is a tough place to go. Um, so we need to carry on from where we've left off tonight, stay dominant, keep doing what we're doing, and uh, try and get another win on the board. Steady, many thanks for speaking to us.
Well, also speaking after that big win over Kings Lynn was Adam Ellis, who got himself into double figures for the first time this season and only narrowly missed out on a full paid maximum as well, having been beaten in Heat 15. He's also been speaking to Ryan Guest. Yeah, it's nice to, uh, to just be back at home, really. Uh, it's been a long seven weeks on the road and in some tricky tracks and we haven't been racing much, so... Uh, Nice to be back at Sheffield and everyone was going good tonight. Uh, yeah, it's good to be back in the points. Yeah, like you say, positives for, for everyone only. The, the only slight negative was uh, David withdrawing after that uh, nasty spill with Ryan Douglas. How is he from what you know? Yeah, he's, uh, he's not doing too bad. He's, he's, nothing's broken or anything, so uh, frustrating for him. He, he was, felt good. He said he was going pretty good and he, I know he was excited for today to be back, so... Uh, yeah, kind of unfortunate, not a lot he could do and uh, yeah, hopefully it's nothing too serious and, and he'll be back soon. From your own individual point of view, obviously back in double figures unbeaten from your four programme rides as well and that must be a, a massive relief for yourself. It is mate, yeah, it's been a, been a tough start to, to the season over here and uh, it's been going good everywhere else and it's just when I come to England that I'm struggling so uh, it's nice to score some points tonight and uh, hopefully we've turned that page and we can crack on with some some good results. Fingers crossed indeed. Uh, next Thursday is the next team action for the boys away at Kings Lynn and obviously with the, the aggregate point on the line a 30 point uh, victory is, is nice on that front as well. Yeah it is uh, you know we're going to we obviously want to be picking up picking up all the uh, aggregate points like the bonus points so uh, we, we can never really let up when we're at home because we never know what can happen away so uh, you know, they could easily go over and turn us over. We don't know what the track's going to be like. Last time we, we was there, it was tricky. So, um, yeah, we'll go there and, and try and get a win away from home, especially. OK, it might be a little bit more difficult than previously it might have been with uh, the addition of Artem Laguta to the Kingsland Stars side. He makes his debut in the Sports Insure Premiership this Thursday at the Adrian Flux Arena. Kingsland versus Sheffield, 7.30 the start time. Sheffield go into that 30 points up overall for the aggregate bonus point. And, uh, of course, you want to be there in person. If you can't, though, that fixture will be available to be seen worldwide on BSN, the debut of Artem Laguta, and much more about that signing uh, very soon as well with uh, Alex Brady. The other fixture on Thursday night is at Foxhall, the Ipswich Witches taking on the Wolverhampton Wolves. Wolves eight points ahead overall uh, for the bonus point there, uh, but uh, again, a big uh, clash that will be eagerly anticipated, I'm sure, Thursday evening, kicking off June's programme. And we can hear from Richie Hawkins, the Ipswich team manager, speaking with Mike Boswell. Yeah, it'll be another good meeting. Wolves always go well here. Um, I think we did well at their place. So, yeah, we need to um, look. We need to improve on tonight. I think you know we weren't, you know, weren't quite strong enough in all areas. Um, certainly in the middle of the team with Danny wasn't quite his usual self tonight, or as good as he has been. And then obviously Keenan had a had a tough one. So um, we're, we're going to need to improve in that area. And then um, yeah, then obviously we'll be looking to win the meeting but it's like we need to improve in that area certainly if we want to um, take the bonus point and then looking ahead to next Monday just the one fixture in the Sports Insure Premiership and uh, it'll be one for uh, the Bellevue fans to get excited for as the Bellevue Aces welcome Emil Saifutnov and Jason Doyle as the Ipswich Witches are in town at the National Speedway Stadium 7.30 the start time there and uh, casting ahead to uh, next Thursday June the 8th 
Uh, and uh, in the Sports Insure Premiership, it's Kings Lynn versus Bellevue at the Adrian Flux Arena. Leicester versus Ipswich uh, at uh, 7.30, the start time there uh, for that clash. Uh, and then uh, at uh, Ollerton, it's the Premiership Knockout Cup semi-final first leg, Sheffield Tigers versus the Wolverhampton Wolves. And uh, looking ahead to what's going to be on BSN, because Eurosport having a week off um, because of the French Open. And uh, next Thursday, that's the 8th, it'll be Leicester versus Ipswich on BSN, by the way, as well. So that rounds up the uh, Sports in Short Premiership and uh, what's been happening and what is coming up. And in the next part, we're having a long chat with Alex Brady, team manager of the Kingsland Stars and uh, a man who's managed to pull off one of the signings, perhaps of all time in British Speedway, bringing in Artem Lagusa, the 2021 world champion into British Speedway. Hear how it happened in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. Uh, coming up later on, we will hear from Paco Castagna and Luke Becker, who have got themselves into the Speedway Grand Prix uh, Challenge, which will take place in August. And uh, they are, among with uh, many other riders, of course, in with a shot of getting themselves into the Speedway Grand Prix Series for 2024. So more about that to come in part three. But right now... The attention is fully on the Kingsland Stars, who've thrown themselves right into the limelight, having pulled off the sensational signing of Artem Laguta, the 2021 World Speedway Champion. He's set to uh, head onto the track for the first time in Thursday's Sports Insure Premiership clash with Sheffield at the Adrian Flux Arena, subject to written international clearance as he races in the UK leagues for the very first time. I'm pleased to say that uh, the Kingsland team manager, Alex Bray, is with us and um, we're going to talk about lots of things because I'm sure many fans have many questions and hopefully we will answer them but um, Alex welcome along what a signing take us behind the curtain of how this came about how do you pull off the signing of a uh, former world champion a very recent world champion and uh, bring him to Kings Lynn so I'd spoken with um, with Artem's manager uh, Rafa Olavecki a couple of times in, in April um, and at that point I believe they'd hung their hat on Sweden um, and hoping that the door would open there. Um, obviously, the, the benefit to them there would be that they'd only need one setup, etc., take their stuff from Poland into, into Sweden, get the ferry. Um, for various reasons, that's not quite come off. So England uh, came back on the table. Um, and what it was, actually, uh, I, I had tickets to the Warsaw Grand Prix. I was always planning on going. Um, with busy, busy family life and busy work life, I'd sort of thinking oh, I might give this one a miss this weekend. Um, but uh, made a late decision on the Thursday evening to fly out early on the Friday. Um, funny enough, with, with Josh Pickering to, to go to the meeting. And uh, on the flight home, uh, flying home, sat uh, next to uh, Josh and uh, some uh, Josh from Monster as well. But just behind us was Ty Whiffenden. Um, and obviously, as you do, got chatting and had a, had a little talk with him. And he said that there's a, there's a chance that Artem may uh, now be interested in England because uh, things have developed slightly. So uh, he put another introduction in for me. Um, that was on the Sunday after the, uh, the Warsaw Grand Prix around about 9am. Uh, he was speaking to, to Artem for me in the afternoon. And then uh, in the evening, I got a text around about 9pm from, from Artem to say, hello, uh, Ty's made contact with me. Um, I hear you're interested in, in, in signing me for, in England. I'm keen to come over. Let's basically, let's try and make it happen. So uh, 
yeah, a big thank you to, to Ty for, for resetting that introduction up. And he obviously talks highly of the Kings in track for him as well. It's a, a track that should suit should suit him well um, in terms of what he's used to. Um, because, yeah, I understand there was um, rumours of going to other clubs potentially interested. Um, but Artem felt that the track at Kingsley and his manager, Raf, felt the track at Kingsley would be would be good for him for his development um, and help him settle into British Speedway. And uh, Ty, Ty reinforced that as well. So, yeah, kind of um, had a bit of a, a few days of negotiations over the phone, um, the Monday and the Tuesday. And then on the Wednesday, uh, speaking to, to Raf, his manager, and uh, he's, we get into the sort of the, the final details of, of the deal and the finance part. And I said, well, look, Raf, you're a, you know, I can tell you're a man that likes to do his business uh, professionally and face to face and, and you know, much the same myself. Uh, so I said, how about instead of doing this over the phone, uh, over WhatsApp, uh, how about I fly out to see you on Friday um, and, and see you before the um, the Grujons and, and Rotsad meeting? So that's what we did. Um, flew into Bitgosh, uh, slept on um, Nikolai Clint and Frederick Jacobson's floor at Stansted uh, Hotel on the Thursday evening after our Peterborough match. Flew out early on the Friday, went to see them at the workshop on the, on the Friday morning and uh, yeah, and then did complete the deal after the meeting in, in the back of Artem's van. So yeah, it was a pretty whirlwind sort of week um, and that day was a sort of whirlwind 21 hours in, in Poland but yeah, I'm glad to glad to see that hard workers that you know we as a club and you know me personally, I suppose, have, have put in that it's, it's, it's coming off, it's paying off. It's an outstanding signing f- for Kings Lynn and for British Speedway. Do you think that that personal touch of you going out there and and, and doing it in person rather than you know just conducting it all on on WhatsApp or whatever helped show them that you were serious and you were a professional and and wanted to be taken seriously? I think so. I think so. It certainly, it certainly helps me. Obviously, you know, Raf and, and Artem do speak English and Raf speaks English very, very well. Um, but this way, there's no, there's no uh, worries about a language barrier, who say, um, you know, you're, you're face to face, you can iron out any details. But yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, to be honest. The professionalism, you know, anybody that knows Artem and, and, and Raf directly will, will tell you they're two of the most professional people within, within the sport. Um, anyone who's had the chance to to see um, Raffles uh, shop in Bitgosh um, speed products, you, again you'll see it's the you know, the creme de la creme of, of speedways. Frederick Jacobson described it to me as like a, a sweet shop for speedway riders. Um, but every, everything in terms of their setup is really professional. Um, so yeah, me going out there and doing a deal face to face, I believe I certainly believe that's um, that was a, a key factor in in, in completing the deal. Um, I think we probably still would have managed it just about um, via you know various communications online, but to get to where we wanted to get to and to to make it happen in the in the manner that it's happened, I think it was it was important and um, yeah, it's certainly something that I felt that you know from a King's Inn perspective, it's something that was a, it was a good idea to um, to to show that you know British Speedway is is, is doing its best to you know, dare I say catch Poland up again um, and uh, and yeah, certainly we want to be at the forefront of that too. I think you've shown that you mean business, that you want to get somewhere this season. How much does this deal have to work overall for Kingsland now in, in terms of you've made a significant investment in getting Artem to, to ride for Kingsland? You must be hoping that this is going to make the turnstiles click, but the fans are going to come in. But how much does this have to work now from the fans coming in to support this deal to make it financially viable? Because it is going to be a big commitment. Yeah, I mean, we have to be, we have to have the fans fans back in we have to be supported um you know we've been very lucky actually at Kingsland that the fans have stuck with us through you know tricky couple of years to be honest um you know we've not had the, the greatest success since sort of 2018 kind of era, uh, period 
Um, but we've we've always been blessed with with good crowds. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, it's 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 no secret that it's a big investment from the club to to do this. Um, and obviously, we need we need people through the gate. It's um, it's a it's a gamble. It's a calculated gamble. Don't get me wrong. You know, we've we've done our sums. We've done them twice. We've done them ten times. But um, you know, ultimately, if um, well, the Kingsley fans have been crying out for number one for you know genuine number one for a long time. Um, and I feel that we've we've managed to deliver that, and you know the the, the general noise so far has been good on um, on social media, and you know people have dropped me messages and things like that, and have said that they'll be there on Thursday and there for the rest of the season. So if we can um, if we can you know grow the crowds, um, then hopefully these sorts of these sorts of signings aren't just a one off for just a, you know a few months rest of this season. They they could be longer term, and who knows what it might lead into in terms of of other riders again in the future if if Artem has a good time and enjoys himself here. And with your, uh, I guess, promoter's hat on, how do you convert this signing into promotion for the club, into, into getting people to come down and, and see Artem ride? Uh, I think, you know, with all due respect, you know, th- th- there was a big signing made at, at Peterborough, you know, Nicky Pedersen comes in, but he was of a different era, just, I would think, because obviously Artem uh, Laguta won the world title in 2021, beating uh, Bartosz Schmarschlik to it and, and, and so on. Uh, so... Obviously, he's very current, and you'd argue he'd still be there, there or thereabouts, um, in the in in the Grand Prix now. So I think you know we're talking to a different era of rider with Artem, and and how do you sell that to the public now? Yeah, I think um, I think nail on the head. I mean, in my personal opinion, um, right now he's the one of the only, if not the only, rider that could con- consistently compete with with Bartosz at the very top table. Um, you know, obviously you've got some great riders in the Grand Prix, like Freddie Linger and Ty Wiffenden and, you know, Jason Dawes obviously going great guns so far in that as well. But I think really over the course of the season, he would be the only one, um, perhaps Emil too. But yeah, from a promoter's perspective, you know, we need, need as you say, bang the drum, make the noise and, and, and get people there. And I think so far, so far so good. Um, you know, we obviously very, very good traction on social media last night. Um, you know what we're doing as well as a club. I'm, I'm giving out 150 whistles to the first you know, 150 kids that come through the gate on Thursday evening, um, and also uh, aiming to source some air horns too as well, which we did previously against Ipswich last season, which again got good greats and um, good people in the door. So yeah, you know, just banging the drum, making sure that people you know are aware, um, and yeah, get as many of these, many of our loyal fans to, to bring a friend because. As I say, for us, it's um, it's a it's a big big investment as a club. It's a big investment from Artem to be here too. Um, you know, we want to make sure that it works for for all parties. And you know, on track he's on track. I'm sure he'll deliver. You know, deliver the results we we want and expect. And I'm sure he he'll be able to do that. Off track, he'll bring huge amount to to the rest of the team and just give them that little bit of a boost that they need. And you know, myself and the management included within that too. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a combination. If the three things are in harmony, you know, on track in terms of riding, the management and the fans, if we're all pulling in the same direction, it's a bit of a cliche. But you know, we can achieve big things. So I think this this change turns us into a team that maybe just about might have gate crashed the playoffs potentially into a team that's got a real genuine chance of genuine chance of making it, um, and then. You know, obviously, you know, as the, again, as the old saying goes, once you're in those playoffs, you know, any, anything can happen. So um, there, I know there's six other teams that will be aiming to stop us to, to get there and it's not, you know, cut and dry or anything like that just by making one signing. But I do believe that that signing is, um, is, is certainly going to give us a huge lift that we need uh, and, and, and move, us, move us forward. And as I say, hopefully it won't just be a, um, a short-term project with Artem. Um, you know, it's just initially for, for this season. But um, if he enjoys it, um, who knows? 
So, Artem Laguta comes into British Speedway. Uh, however, somebody has to make way, and that person is Christoph Kasperzak, first of all. Uh, I know there's a couple of changes, but uh, KK makes way, and obviously hugely frustrating. You knew it was a bit of a gamble. Anybody who's followed KK's career knows that perhaps inconsistency can be uh, his, his sort of greatest downfall, but you know that there's a, a former world number two in there that you were hoping you were going to see more of that KK than the inconsistent one. Um, mixed bag though, you know, he did get um, some maximums, and but he also had some terrible performances as well. So for you, where did it go wrong? Uh, away from home, to be honest. Uh, his home form was excellent. 15-point um, maximum against Wolverhampton. Um, and you know, I think Pete Adams himself said that you could have put anybody on track against him that night and, and he'd have beaten anybody. Um, again, he got double figures, or paid double figures against Sheffield and against Peterborough, our other, our other home match, he scored, I believe, 11. So he, um, he was certainly... Brilliant around, brilliant around the flux, but just failed to replicate that away, um, which was which was disappointing. And and yeah, look, I mean, I said at the start of the season, I felt he was a bit of a gamble. Um, you know, he leaves with my best wishes. He, he he was professional in the sense of he he was always turned up. His kit was immaculate. Um, he you know he turned up in with the right mi- mindset, but just for whatever reason, away from home, he just, he just couldn't make it work. And you know, from a perspective of, you know, the aggregate bonus point this season makes a huge bearing in the league table. And whilst our home form has been good in the league, um, we've been leaving ourselves far too much to do uh, with the away um, fixes that, to, to get those bonus points. So that's why we had to make the change. And, you know, KK is is, is a rider that divides opinion. Um, when we, like I say, as, and as you say, when we signed him, it was um, some people expected brilliance, others expected him to be beaten by the rising star and others, you never quite know. And, you know, as I say, he leaves, he leaves me my, my my best wishes. Um, he, he he did he did the best of his abilities, um, uh, certainly for us at home. But uh, but yeah, it was just it was just too much to to carry those performances away from home. And with the the way we built the side without you know a genuine number one at that point, I hold my hands up. I think we made a slight mistake. Um, and you know, and, you know, ultimately we got it slightly wrong. Um, but hopefully the fans now can see that we've you know done our best to rectify it. You know, in the best possible way we can. Um, and I genuinely believe that we've we've signed the best, if you know, one of the best, if not the best rider in the world right now. So uh, hopefully that will um, hopefully that will start to turn our season around, beginning on beginning on Thursday against Sheffield. Artem Laguta coming in and Christoph Kasperzak on the way out. Not the only change for the Kingsland Stars then, because you've also made a change, a big change as well, big call, um, leaving out Josh Pickering, your current captain. Um, obviously, his injury uh, situation is well known and, and he tried to come back and it wasn't overly successful last week. Now, I think your aim is to get Josh back in the side, isn't it, uh, in time? Uh, but that won't be for at least 28 days. He has to be out for, for at least that. Um, coming in, though, is Kai Thompson, um, also a, a fellow Edinburgh Monarch in the Cab Direct Championship uh, alongside Josh Pickering. So um, another Australian into the side. And um, Kai's first appearance, though, at Sports Insure Premiership level with the Kingsland Stars this Thursday. Yeah, well, the, the door's definitely not shot on Josh. Um, I'm certainly... You know, my intention is that he'll he'll be back racing for us as soon as he's uh, available to do so, um, and that obviously keeps rise on the toes down to Kai to prove that you know this opportunity that he's got is is one that he can take, um, and if it is, then it's down to the rest of the guys in the, in the one to five to make sure that they're you know they're they're riding well enough to make sure that it's not them that potentially gets replaced by Josh. So, you know, Kai Kai is a rider I feel that goes under the radar slightly. Um, he's always been that kind of second or, th- or sort of third heat leader for Edinburgh. Um, and obviously riding in a team with Josh, Josh, 
you know, rightly gets uh, a lot of the praise and the plaudits for his for his style. Then obviously last year he had Sam Masters with him and, and obviously this year Craig Cook. So his scores are always solid. He never often gets a heat 15 because of because of those you know, having those two with him. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a rider that we actually tried to sign last year um, when we were making our changes with, with Nicola and Fred coming in. But he didn't hold the right visa at that point. So, um, and it just in terms of time frames, it, it wouldn't have quite worked. So, He's been in the making for a little while. He's a, he's a really, really, really talented motorcyclist. Um, and whilst he's not been to many of these tracks previously, I think he'll, he'll adapt quickly. And obviously having Artem at number one will just, just take that pressure off a little bit because, you know, I think if he'd come into the side, you know, a couple of weeks ago, for instance, with the, the makeup of the body we had, it would have, um, he would have, he would have had a lot more pressure on his shoulders. You know, he knows he's there to score points, but it's, um, it's something that he's, you know, hopefully all been well. You know, Artem's going to go out and, and, and perform in heat one so he can go out in heat two with a, a little less pressure on him. And I was speaking to, to Jason Edwards just briefly before this. He's on his way up to Glasgow for, for a meeting today. And he said Kai's one of those riders that goes under the radar. He's, he's, he's not spectacular in terms of, you know, his uh, style, but he just, he'll do a really solid job and always gets you seven, eight, nine points a meeting in the championship. And, you know, if we can convert that into threes, fours and, you know, fives in the premiership, something like that, then then I think we've got a, a really good rider on our hands. And, you know, a special thank you as well to the Edinburgh promotion, uh, John and Alec, for being able to give us the opportunity to sign him too. Um, again, easy easy to deal with. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's good when a, a sort of a plan comes together, shall we say. Yeah, as the famous saying goes in the A-team. Um, there's also been a statement put out this week, uh, this last week, with uh, Keith Chapman, who's moved to clarify his position as owner of both Kings Lynn and Peterborough amid rumours of rider movement at various sports insured premiership clubs. And um, he's, he's cleared up uh, you know, what he actually owns, and actually he's cleared up that he owns very little in terms of the, the day-to-day running of the club, the financial affairs, and, and all that to do with Kings Lynn is all in the hands of others. And he's also suggested that... Um, Really, the reins are being taken over by yourself and Dale Allitt and um, Keith Chapman's um, involvement really is largely around the ownership and the running of the stadium. So just to explain really how, how that's all working going forward now and, and how you're taking a, a greater involvement of the day-to-day running of the club, which in some ways makes sense, of course, because you, you run a business yourself in Norfolk and uh, you have uh, experience of of running businesses with, with Miners and Brady estate agents, of course, which is where the name comes from. So just to explain really how that's going to work. Kings Inn is a club very, very close to my heart. It, it has been since you know I was four years old. I went to my first meeting in 1995 and, and, and saw Mark Laran win Heat One, and I was hooked from that day on. And you know, I never imagined I'd be in the position I'm in now, um, for being really honest. But you know, obviously, very thankful for the opportunities I've been given. And yeah, it's I, I see Kings Inn as a bit of a sleeping giant, if I'm honest. Um, you know, Buster owns the stadium. Um, he's very flexible in terms of what we can and can't do with that. Um, it's been run obviously very successfully over a number of years in terms of, you know, it's one of the few tracks that's, you know, been consistently going and, you know, obviously never really been a huge amount of danger in terms of, in terms of having to, you know, find a new home or, you know, find external investment to keep it going, which obviously over the years, as as we've seen, unfortunately, lots of clubs disappear and and come and go and promotions come and go. So, you know, hats off to Buster for what he's done for that. Um, But by his own admission, he's he's coming to the end of the road um, slightly in terms of, you know, what he wants to do and, you know, he's put so many years and hard hard graft into into this sport. You know, kept many many clubs going, and you know, people will people will see bits and pieces that he's done. But behind the scenes, he's done far more than anyone could ever imagine. Um, you know, he's he really 
he really has got British Speedway running through his veins, believe it or not. And um, he's now he's now looking to sort of wind down and and you know enjoy life. You know, get out his motorhome a bit more and see a bit more of the world. And I don't blame him. Um, he's he's worked tirelessly for years. And you know, how many other club owners have been out there? Um, you know, at five a.m. on the morning of a meeting to to do the track. You know, and be there until eleven p.m. that same day. You know, over a thirty-year period, not many. Um, so, yeah, he, he he deserves that. He deserves that break, and he deserves that time with his with his you know his family and his grandchildren. And you know, him and him and Cheryl, his his wife. You know, they. Like I say I feel they've earned it. So, you know, myself and Dale will be looking after the business for him. Um, and you know, from a perspective of long-term future with Kings Lynn, um, it's something that you know I want to secure and. You know, getting out to do more in the community, and you know, getting the riders out more in the community in the, in the town. And I think you know, I've seen Oxford do it really well recently. You know, I take my hat off to them down there. You know, getting Jordan Jenkins out into schools and things like that. That's the kind of thing we want to be moving forwards with, inspiring the next generation. You know, I think the biggest change we've made um, off track is that we don't charge under 16s anymore. Um, every under 16 comes in for free. Um, and I want to try and, you know, not just look at the here and now. Um, there's a there's a vision, there's a plan, a five-year plan um, to, to try and get Kings in, you know, really eating at the top table again, if that's if that's what the fans want us to do. Um, if the appetite is there from the fans, then the appetite is certainly there from myself, Dale, and, and everybody else involved. So from from that perspective, you know, running the business isn't something that phases me whatsoever. As you mentioned, I do it day to day, uh, day in, day out with with, with, with my professional life in, in terms of the state agency. And, there's lots and lots of similarities, believe it or not. Um, you know, it, there's, there's lots of interchangeable things that we can we can do and work with. And I feel that, yeah, it's it's a challenge for sure. Um, obviously, Speedway faces a variety of different challenges across the across the board. But in Kingsland, is is in a good place. And you know, I, I believe that Bust has been a safe pair of hands for many years. And I want to continue that um, to make sure that it will be for for many more years to come. One of the things that uh, Phil Morris has talked about when we've, we've spoken to him, of course, the CEO of the Sports Insure Premiership, is getting younger fans in, um, you know, getting in front of those eyes. You know, leaflets and posters are all well and good, but people these days are on their phones. Uh, are you, um, with your age being younger than probably many promoters and, and, and so on in, in Speedway, are you looking at ways to to improve how Kings Lynn uh, appeals to, to that kind of crowd and, and get younger people in via digital means? I think so, yeah. And we've got, um, you know, with my professional business, we have a full marketing team that um, our, our social media traction is, is brilliant. And one of the things I plan to do is integrate the two. So um, my marketing team that work for Miners and Brady will, will take on uh, some extra mantle alongside the, the, the brilliant guys at MP Media. Um, just to try and inc- increase that coverage, and you know, I was actually having this conversation, uh, funny enough, yesterday uh, with with another promoter. I went to a meeting yesterday, um, and I was talking about, you know, what's the what is the the biggest platform now in in terms of social media? And obviously, Instagram is is well used, and Facebook and Twitter, but the biggest one used at the moment is TikTok. Um, and I think that we're probably missing a bit of a trick there. You know, Speedway should be, in my opinion, the most marketable sport in terms of, uh, well, certainly motorsport at least, because you see the whole race on, unfold in front of you in in, in a minute. Um, you know, and let's face it, attention spans are, are, are shorter and shorter as, as the more media we get, um, and the more you know, as more time goes on, if people's attention span is shortening down. And you know, gone are the days where people sit and watch a you know hour long YouTube video these days. It is just short, sharp, um, and that's what Speedway is. So. Yeah, it's something that I want to try and um, try and improve. Um, I think that we've made a conscious effort over the over the winter, um, trying to trying to engage more fans and trying to engage more uh, with with more content. But 
definitely there's new levels we can take it to and uh, we have a full-time videographer at Minds of Brady we're about to employ a second one um, and once once he's settled in then you know, he'll be doing some extra content for us as well um, you know behind the scenes stuff stuff that fans don't get to see very often um, so that for me is 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 a massive quick win um, to try and try and draw these younger people in the younger crowd in um, because you know, ultimately you know the demographic of Speedo fans is is um, you know at, at sort of the top end so we know that we've missed a generation or two, perhaps, but I'm I'm keen to make sure that we we capture the current one. One other thing that maybe um, people will say um, about your position being the team manager is that how can you manage a team of riders when you've never been a rider yourself? I'm sure it's a question that's been levelled at you a number of times, but just to get your thoughts on that, and also now moving into this new era where you are going to be the team manager of somebody who two years ago was the world champion, um, and maybe there's a bit of a, a language barrier there potentially. I'm not sure how good Artem's English is, um, but maybe you can explain that as well. But how's that going to work when when you've got somebody that you don't know very well who's been right to the very top of Speedway how do you motivate that kind of person how do you um you know manage him basically and with the rest of the team yeah definitely and it's um it obviously will it will be a different sort of style a different challenge perhaps um Artem's English is you know is manageable he can speak you know relatively okay English um what we have got is a good translator in in Frederick Jakobsen who can speak uh, fluent Polish so um that will certainly help um and that is with the change we've made that's hence why we've made Frederick um the captain moving forward as well um because I feel that will just just ease Artem in a little bit Nikolai can speak good English too uh, sorry good Polish too so he can interchange between the two but yeah I mean the criticism aired at me obviously quite often is you're right you know you've never ridden a bike how can you how can you tell these riders what to do but to, to that end, my, my opinion is quite simple. Um, at the end of the day, the people on the bike are human. Um, and if you can get into the human element of these people and find out what it makes these people tick and you know, what motivates these people, how can I, what is their why? Why are they doing what they do? Is it just to earn money? Is it just, is it to be the number one? Is it to be, I want to create, progress my career so I can get a move to a big club in Poland? Is it, what, you know, what is it? Um, and if you can get down to the, drill down to those bits and pieces within, within someone's mindset, I don't think it really matters too much that I've not been on a bike. And, you know, some of the best managers in Speedway have never ridden a bike. Some of the best football managers um, in the Premier League have never played football um, to a, a, a good standard. Um, so I understand the criticism out of me there in that respect. Um, and I fully accept it. And people are entitled to their opinions. And, you know, fortunately, I've got quite a thick skin that, you know, this stuff doesn't bother me because some of this stuff has got quite personal um, in, in the early months of this season. But, you know, Whilst, whilst I'll always take constructive criticism, um, people that criticise for you know, for criticising sake is for me is just just a waste of energy. I don't I don't pay too much attention to it. But if there's something constructive within it that I can take away, I'll always I'll always look at it. But um, but yeah, Artem, you're right. is is going to be slightly different in terms of what we've had before. Um, but as I say, he's he's still a human being that rides that bike, and he's still he's still got the same desires all of us to win. So if we can just you know knit it together and, and work out exactly. What is his motivation? You know, why does he want to be doing it? Then, then I think we can we can work well and, as I say, build a long term long term relationship. You've all kind of answered one of my other questions as well, was which was um, with Josh Pickering 
out of the side who was going to take over the captaincy and you just cleared up there Frederick Jakobsen's going to do that and on the subject of Frederick actually a bit of a bit more good news really for for Kings Lynn in that Frederick is one of those riders that's through to the the Grand Prix challenge in uh, in Sweden in August I think it is isn't it and uh, potentially five rides away from being a Grand Prix rider himself yeah massive massive for the, for the club but I mean really important for, for Fred too and he's He's a rider that goes under the radar slightly again. Um, he performs really well. He's very, very committed to the sport in the sense of everything he does, he thinks about Speedway. Um, and the, the main reason he's in England, to be honest, because obviously he joined partway through last year, is, is purely for that purpose. He wants to make himself a better rider. And he feels that, you know, obviously the technical tracks in England and you know, sort of slightly different materials and, you know, compared to what he's used to in, in, in Poland and to a lesser degree Denmark, Will kick him on to kick him on to get to the goals he wants to get to, and he's he's realistic in his in what he wants to achieve. He knows what he wants. He knows the steps how to take to get there. And yeah, over the moon for him to be honest that he's 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 made the, the challenge final. And uh, I've I've been clearing my calendar in in, in mid August to get out to Sweden to to be there with him um, as promised. So uh, yeah, he's um, he's a rider that I feel. Is slightly underestimated. I mean, if you look at the field he beat, and obviously in his runoff he beat, you know, another fantastic rider in Robert Lambert to to, to make it. So, um, you know, he's 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 certainly no slouch. He scores in Poland. You know, he didn't have a particularly good run on Friday night. Um, perhaps he's slightly distracted, but his scores in Poland have been generally pretty good. And when I went to see them, uh, Grujons versus Rotslav, he scored a paid nine against a team you know, with you know Dan Bewley, Ty Wiffen, and you know Artem. Pavlicki, Janowski and then Kowalski had won a, won a heat in the Grand Prix the week before. So, you know, he's a very, very, very good rider and he's not quite hit uh, the form he wants to hit so far in England. He's had a couple of indifferent meetings, but, you know, I think he's he's not too far away from getting it right for us. And once he clicks along with, with you know, the, the new balance of the team, it's going to be, um, it's going to give us some real impetus. And yeah, I, I'd love nothing more than to see Fred make the Grand Prix. He's um, not only is he, is he a brilliant rider, he's a brilliant person. Um, and very focused on, on what he's trying to achieve. So, yeah, he's um, he's deserving of what he's achieved so far and he'll know the job's only half done. So, yeah, looking forward to Sweden with him in the middle of August and hopefully, as you say, five rides away and, yeah, could be the next Kim Nielsen in in, in qualifying. Who knows? Yeah, and, and a few other well-known names. Obviously, Jack Holder is one of them that's also in there. Paco Castanier is also in too, and uh, Luke Becker. Um, we'll hear from Paco and Luke in, in the uh, final part of the podcast, by the way, as well. Um, right now, let's turn our attention then to this big fixture on Thursday. Kings Lynn versus Sheffield. Artem Laguta's debut. Kai Thompson's debut in uh, Stars Colours as well. You're 30 points down on aggregate, though. Um it's not impossible to overcome, but it sets up a, a big fixture nonetheless. Yeah, a big crowd will be will be fantastic. Um, it's also on BSN as well, so anyone who's not available to to get trackside will be um, will be a welcome welcome watch for them as well. I'm sure to see Artem, but you know I think people love to, love to see him in the flesh too. So it is a challenge. You know we left ourselves with a heck of a lot of work to do with the the away leg um, last week, um, but um, for me. Uh, a successful night would obviously be, you know, get, uh, get an aggregate bonus point and 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 winning on aggregate. But you know, just settling in well with a good solid team win will be will be the first first target. And then you know anything beyond that would be an absolute bonus. But uh, yeah, Artem going out in heat one is uh, at sort of half seven, quarter to eight time on a Thursday evening is going to be going to be a sight. I think a lot of people are going to want to see. Um, and uh, I'm expecting expecting a big crowd, expecting a big turnout, and lots of noise and. As I say, I think this is not just a shot in the arm for Kings Lynn, but also for, for British Speedway. I think it's a brilliant move. Um, 
and you know puts us up there with you know your Ipswich of the world having Jason Doyle and Emil and your Bellevues with, with Dan and Sheffield with you know more Toby and 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 well uh, uh, and Jack Holden you know and, and everybody else included so it's um it's going to be certainly going to be an interesting sort of I say second half of the season sort of you know final two thirds of the season for us um and yeah really looking forward to what challenges uh, we get from from here on in. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him in action. I'm uh, going to be commentating for BSN on Thursday and uh, looking forward to seeing him. And you see the buzz it brings around a place signing a rider like that. You've seen it at Ipswich with with Emil and it'll be interesting to see how it goes for uh, for Artem. And he's not ridden any league speedway here ever before, has he? So it's uh, it, it's not just a, a debut for Kings Lynn, it's a debut in, in British league speedway for him. No, he's never been. Uh, he's done the Speed of Nations at Bellevue and I believe Cardiff as well. Other than that, he's he's never never raced here and yeah, never even been. So he's he's doing on a ferry on Wednesday. He'll have a quick look on Wednesday evening, um, have a little look and uh, just have a sort of a walk of the track and then straight into action Thursday. So you know, a quick turnaround for him. And but it's it's a track that I think he'll it should suit his style. Should suit his style really well. And yeah, it's going to be as you say, one that's going to capture imagination. I think for people all over the globe because. You know, for him to be in his 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 league debut of racing here in the UK uh, at the age of 32, you know, doesn't happen that often. Um, but and a rider of his caliber coming to the UK doesn't happen that often. Um, certainly hasn't done for a number of years. Um, you know, I know there's been a few with with Emil and bits and bobs coming back, but um, yeah, you know, we've I can't remember the last time a world champion signed, you know, a fresh world champion signed into the UK that hadn't ridden here the season before. Um, you know, obviously didn't get a chance to defend his title in 2022, so. Uh, you know, he's 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 really is at the top pedigree. So yeah, Thursday night will be uh, will be interesting, and uh, I'm sure he's well. I know he's keen to make a really good impression and and, and you know pay some of the, uh, the love back that he's already got from the fans. And yeah, it's been a it's been a whirlwind sort of 24 48 hours since we've since we've announced him. But um, yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be a big one. Is he going to be jetting in and out? Is he going to be um, spending some time in, in the Norfolk area? How are you going to integrate him into into Norfolk lifestyle? Well, first of all, get him on a tractor, probably. I want to bust his tractors. We, we're famous out here in Norfolk. But um, no, he's going to be he's going to be spending um, bits bits of time here. Um, majority of the time still back in Poland, but he wants to be in England more so than just race days. He wants to be here a day early um, and a day after if he can, um, you know, practising at other tracks around the country as well and he's he might be doing some some other meetings as well in addition to in addition to uh Kingsley league fixtures uh, potentially so that'd be a good one for for fans to keep their eyes on um but yeah he's 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 committed to this um he's very dedicated to it he's not just you know one of these people that's going to fly in at three o'clock on a on a race day and be disappearing at nine thirty as soon as the meeting's over he's he wants to immerse himself in in sort of you know british speedway culture and yeah, it's something that he said to me openly um, and via his manager. It's something that they've wanted to do for a long time and obviously logistics haven't allowed and um, obviously scheduling hasn't allowed over, over recent years. But now that he's got the opportunity to do so, um, he wants to take full advantage of it and, and prove and show to people. And he said he's always had good love um, from the, you know in terms of the Grand Prix from British fans. He wants to give some of that faith back. So, yeah, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be a two-way street, should we say? It's not just going to be all, all the fans um, sort of laying it to, to Artem. He wants to give something back to them as well, which again is is, is refreshing for from a promoter's perspective. That you know we've got a rider there that wants to wants to be part of the part of the culture and part of the you know the DNA of the club, should we say? Great stuff, and and uh, it's you know it's a great signing. It's a great signing for Kings Lynn. It's a great signing for British Speedway as a whole. But you know it, it's fantastic to have another 
rider that people are going to want to see. You know, regardless of what the fixture might throw up, you've got another rider there that people are going to want to see. And we've got a few of those riders now, like Dan Bewley, like Emil Saifutnov, like now Artem Laguta, Jack Holder, you know, Grand Prix level riders that are just crowd pullers for any meeting. And and you're fascinated to see how they go up against the respective other big gun in, in those sides. Big draw cards, absolutely. I think every, as you say, every club has got one. Um, and yeah, it's it, it, it's great to see. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, who'd have thought that we'd be seeing, you know, Artem Laguta and Emil Sarfudinov and, you know, all these big names in, in British Speedway again. And obviously when, you know, Dan went back to, you know, Dan didn't do England for a year. Uh, he's obviously back at Bellevue. It's it's brilliant, brilliant for the sport, brilliant for everything here. And, you know, I just, I hope that the, the fans around the country, um, you know, will, will come out in their, their numbers to, you know, to see Artem at their, at their tracks. And, yeah, same with Kings Lynn fans coming to to coming to see him here as well. But um, you're right. I mean, it's that certainly this year it's 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 moved up a notch, and you know hopefully that can continue. We can continue to grow and you know firmly put ourselves second in the in the world table um, behind Poland, and you know step ahead of Sweden, and then you know catch Poland one day. That's that's obviously has to be the goal for British Speedway to be to be back at number one as the as the place to be. It's going to be a long challenge, um, but it's a challenge that I know lots of promoters are up for and. You know why not? You know we were number one previously in, in, in Poland. To their credit, have done a done a done a brilliant job to get themselves there. And it's down to us. The onus is on us now as as promoters and as as a as a sport to 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 bring ourselves back to those levels. So, yeah, I think this is the the first step in doing so. Um, bringing in these big names and bringing in riders that you know, you know I call them bums on seat riders that will get fans uh, in attendance. Um, and then you know ultimately it's it's a simple science. And the more fans that attend. The, the the bigger the budgets that clubs have, the bigger the budgets the clubs have, the the the, the better caliber of rider they can attract, and it's um it's a consistent cycle. So yeah, it's um something that hopefully, as I say, it captures the imagination of everybody, and every track sees a, a spike in their attendances, and looking forward to looking forward to seeing what what can what can come of this, you know, later this season and and obviously in years to come. Uh, just one other question, actually, back to the the deal with Artem. Uh, in the press release that you put out, you you thanked various people um, Ty Wolfenden being one but another was Mark Phillips who is the um, owner the co-promoter of um, of the Plymouth Gladiators and so it was just a sort of, bit of an unusual name to be to be linked with Artem Laguta but just just sort of um, what his involvement was really and how that came about so um, obviously Artem requires a visa um, and uh, Kings Inn slots are fully used up uh, with with a couple of things that we've done um, so uh, Plymouth had a spare spot. So he's um, Mark has, has kindly offered to, to to loan us one of his spots, um, or effectively to, to sign out and loan him to us um, for all intents and purposes. So yeah, it's um, it's a it's a massive thank you to to him um, and Nigel Lee, who's who's facilitated it as well to help. It's um, it's good to see, from my opinion, obviously we're not direct rivals, we're in different leagues, but it's good to see promoters working together um, to try and to try and uh, make this happen because without that uh, visa slot. Yeah, Artem wouldn't be able to, to sign for Kings Lynn. Um, so yeah, it's it's a massive thing there, and he deserves credit a lot of credit there for 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 working with us to do that. Because as I say, without him, it, it wouldn't have been possible. So yeah, that's the connection. And uh, yeah, as I say, you know, again, a massive thank you to 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 um, to Mark and, and, and Plymouth for 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 being able to facilitate that for us, uh, and Nigel as well to, to to make it happen. So yeah, that's the connection. He's. He's, you probably won't see him going around Plymouth anytime soon um, on a twelve point average, but uh, stranger things have happened. You never know. <laughs> so technically, for the for the Plymouth fan, 
they have signed a, a former world champion, but he's loaned straight back out to Kings Lynn. That's kind of the technicalities of it. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. There you go. Yeah, for want of a better terminology, yeah, it's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Fascinating. Okay, well, that clears that up. Well, look, uh, great speaking with you, Alex. Um, we'll see you on, on Thursday. Um, hopefully many people will, whether they're watching online or indeed there in person, because you're going to want to see it in person. It's You've got to be there and, 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 and say you were there, I think, because, as you say, these kind of signings don't happen uh, very often. And, of course, if you can't catch this meeting against Sheffield, then uh, look out for um, for Artem wherever he's uh, heading and say you're going to be heading out to, to all of the clubs yet because you've got the, the second round of fixtures still to come. Come uh, and plenty more action um, in the Sports Insure Premiership, not just in the league, but of course you've got the, the pairs as well at Leicester, so potentially you might ride in that, I don't know. Um, but um, plenty of chances to see him and uh, an interesting second half of the season beckons, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be um, a, you know, a real big challenge for us to, to sort of play catch up a little bit, but um, every track he goes to, I'm sure I'm sure he'll, he'll want to perform and, and not just for Kings Lynn, but as I say, the British public. And yeah, um, we still have to go to places like Bellevue twice, which I'm sure we'll be very comfortable with. Leicester a couple of times, um, Sheffield again, Peterborough again, um, and, and, and others. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be exciting. Uh, he's, he's really, really up for the challenge and, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really looking forward to. It. I can't wait for Thursday evening, and yeah, I, I have to agree. I think it needs to be one of those I was there moments because, as you mentioned, you know, signing a rider this caliber, you know, aside from perhaps Bartosz Schmarzlik, I don't think there's anything really it could have got the British public, um, uh, British theatre public in this kind of, this kind of excitement. So um, yeah, it's it's something that Thursday night is going to be, is going to be a special time. And when he goes out for heat one, I'll yeah, I'll take a moment just to think. Brilliant. We've we, you know we've got him, and uh, yeah, and then sixty seconds later, hopefully, I'll be get, greeting him at the pit gate with uh, with three points to his name. Yeah, and some big matchups in that uh, clash, of course, with Sheffield. You've got Tobias Musilak. In fact, uh, Toby moves to number one, doesn't he, uh, for uh, for Thursday? And uh, Jack Holder will be further down the order, so it won't be a heat one clash with Jack Holder. But um, nonetheless, it's uh, it's going to happen, isn't it, during the meeting? Yeah, it's um, Toby. Toby moves to one. Um, I think Jack's at, at five. So. Uh, yeah, Heat 13 will be uh, will be an interesting one for sure. Yeah, certainly will. Heat 13 is always a big one, but uh, maybe even more so in that fixture. Look, thanks a lot, Alex, for joining us. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing how it goes on Thursday night. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's see what happens. Thanks, Ian. Alex Brady, team manager of the Kings Lynn Stars. And as we've learned there, uh, ever increasingly uh, getting his co-promoter's hat on as well alongside Dale Allitt at the Kings Lynn Stars too. I hope you enjoyed that chat and found it useful. And uh, we will see how Artem Laguta gets on. Of course, be there in person. Adrian Flux Arena on Thursday night, 7.30, the start time for the Kings Lynn Stars versus the Sheffield Tigers. And if you can't be there, that fixture will be live on BSN as well. Search Watch Speed on social media or indeed uh, online uh, and uh, you can watch it wherever you are in the world um, but of course if you are in Norfolk it's going to be a nice night and what better way to spend your evening than watching uh, a recent world champion joining uh, the Kingsland Stars so in the final part of No Breaks No Fear we'll hear from Luke Becker and Paco Castagna after they booked their passage through to the Grand Prix Challenge which takes place in August but uh, each of those riders now into the uh, final hat of who is going to be in the 2024 Grand Prix lineup. We'll hear about their experiences in the next part of No Breaks No Fear. No Breaks No Fear The official British Speedway podcast.
So in this final part, we're going to hear from a couple of riders who have got themselves into the Grand Prix Challenge, which takes place at Gizalaved in Sweden. Uh, 19th of August is the date. And um, from this, uh, three riders will guarantee their passage through to the Speedway Grand Prix Series for 2024. Uh, of course, there will be further spots to be defined by uh, wild cards, by those, of course, qualifying top six uh, for from this year's series will get through as well. So this is not the be-all and end-all, um, but uh, it is a way for riders that are not in the Grand Prix series to, to get in, basically. And uh, here are the riders who are in that race-off. So at least three of these will be heading through to the 2024 Grand Prix series. Uh, Martin Vasilik, uh, these are not in any draw order, by the way, just the riders in any old order. Uh, Vasilik, Wozniak, Becker, uh, Frederick Jakobsen, which we touched on earlier, uh, Piotr Pavlicki, uh, Nico Cavati, Jan Kvek, Paco Castagna, Jason Doyle, uh, Dmitry Berge, uh, Martin Smolinski, Premisiv Pavlicki, uh, Andre Lebedevs, Jack Holder, and Michael Jepsen Jensen, and Jakob Torsell are the riders uh, of which, say, three of which at least will be going through to the Grand Prix series. So let's hear from a couple of those who were riding uh, in the Bellevue versus Wolves meeting, in fact, on Monday. Um, We'll hear from Paco Castagna in just a moment. But first of all, Luke Becker. And don't forget that this was um, a qualifier that took place uh, on the track that he broke his leg on a few weeks ago, and it was his very first meeting back in uh, Speedway as well. Luke Becker talking to Ryan Guest. Well, Luke Becker, uh, you made your comeback uh, to racing on Saturday in Slovakia, qualified for, through to the Grand Prix Challenge as well. How did that feel? Yeah, it was it was awesome. You know, that definitely um, wasn't something I was expecting. I was uh, more of happy just to be there. Of course, my goal was to qualify, but to be honest, um, didn't know if that was going to happen or not. So it was... Um, yeah, it was awesome, you know, um, to make a comeback like that was great and, um, you know, just made me miss it even that much more. So I'm uh, stoked to be back. Kind of don't really feel 100% yet, you know, I'm not feeling where I can uh, attack the track like I normally would and, uh, in certain situations. I'm a bit timid on, but of course that's normal um, when I'm having what I'm having. So I'm uh, hopefully that goes away soon here and um, can get back to what I feel is normal. Yeah, obviously rode superbly in the program rides in in Slovakia as well. Nevertheless, had to had to go through the hard way as well in that in that three man runoff. So to to come through it in in that that's even more impressive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of course, it would have been better to you know score an extra point and be straight through. But um, yeah, made it made it exciting and um, something something I'm, I'm happy with. So uh, hopefully we could just kind of keep the. You know, I'm not on crazy form. That that was good, but just keep some uh, decent points on the board and uh, do my you know do my job for the team and and uh, keep keep chipping away. To have Greg Hancock in in your corner as well, obviously to to make the trip out there with you as well. That that was a, a massive advantage and a, a big help and something you're very grateful of as well. Exactly. You know, we've we talked about this uh, you know before the season even started about him coming for me coming with me for that and. Um, with the injury, we didn't really know exactly what was going to happen, so it was a bit of uh, last-minute planning. But yeah, he's a great, great guy to have in your corner. He's he's really smart, and um, and when it comes to you know helping out and advice and uh, you know voicing what he sees, so having him just tell me, um, he, well, having somebody in the pit that's been there, done that with everything, and um, giving me tips and pointers was was awesome. And Hopefully we can have more of that. Yeah, and it may sound cliche, but it's fact five rides away from being a, a Grand Prix rider full time as well. How does that sound? Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. You know, it's it's a dream of mine, and um, hopefully if I can, you know, just 
have a have another light with have another night with luck on my side and we can we can see what will happen so um I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, well done to Luke Becker, who of course was our main guest last week on this podcast. So listen to last week's episode to hear more about Luke um, building up to that fixture. But now, of course, you know that, um, well, he got through. Uh, Also well done to Paco Castagna, who's won a new army of fans with his guest appearances for uh, Bellevue over the last couple of weeks. But uh, if you're an Edinburgh fan or maybe a Birmingham fan, indeed a Sheffield fan, you know what Paco's all about. He's the son of Armando Castagna. Castagna, who these days, of course, presides over, well, all of uh, Speedway track racing at the FIM, but uh, a legend in his own right as well. But now Paco gets his chance to follow in his dad's footsteps and have a crack at the world's biggest Speedway prize. Here is Paco Castagna on getting through to the Grand Prix Challenge. I was unbelievable. I think if you look at the lineup of the challenge, if there's one name that uh, is kind of shocking to see there, it's, it's me and I'm and I'm overwhelmed about it. And, you know, it was a beautiful night. I, I felt fantastic. And, you know, in front of 5,000 people, it's, uh, you know, home crowd as well. So it was it, w- it was good. And, yeah, very happy about it. I was going to say, did that make it even more special, the fact it was in front of such a, a big crowd and where, where, where you were one of the, the home favourites as well? Yeah, 100%. The pressure was on us. And, uh, you know, we, we delivered uh, very good hits, very good racing. And, uh the people was very happy and supportive, so it was good. You know, it's been lots and lots and lots of years of hard work and, and dedication to the sport, and uh, it's a little result that um, you know makes me smile and uh, it makes me want to go forward again. Yeah, obviously you've always been very, very determined. Uh, haven't always had the, the easiest of opportunities come your way, like you say. You've had to put uh, a lot of dedication, a lot of hours in. So to think now you're just five uh, rides away from a potential place in the Grand Prix Series is that, is that pretty surreal? Yeah, don't say it again because you make me cry, man. <laughs> no, it's um, it, it, that's how it is. I mean, we're very close. I know I'm not a GP rider now, but if if this makes me walk harder and, uh, and get closer, then why not? You know, I'm uh, I'm just gonna go there and have fun. And I know that when I have fun, I, I ride good. So like I did tonight, really. So yeah, slowly and steady. Um, we, we we take a step in in the right direction. Keep walking. The team is working hard, so we're close. Yeah, well done to Paco Castagna and to uh, all of the others involved in that Grand Prix challenge for a place in the 2024 Speedway Grand Prix series. It takes place in Sweden in uh, August. And also a special mention to to Paco Castagna's moustache, which has received the ultimate notoriety and endorsement from Kelvin Tatum on Eurosport on Monday night. That is a moustache. I tell you what, you can be proud of something like that, that's for sure. Pacus Castagna certainly making his mark. Yeah, you know your moustache has made it when uh, it's being commentated on by Kelvin Tatum. Uh, it's not a phrase I would have ex- been expecting to say in this podcast today, but that's exactly where we're at. And that's pretty much where we go as far as uh, this week's podcast is concerned. Uh, before we wrap up, we'll have a look at the fixtures for the week ahead, starting on Wednesday, May 31st. And we're rounding out May with uh, some Cab Direct Championship action, the Knockout Cup semi-final second leg between the Pool Pirates and the Oxford Cheetahs at 7.30 at Wimborne Road and the British Youth Championships takes place in Birmingham at 7.30. Thursday, June the 1st, Sports Insure Premiership. That fixture we've been talking about, the Kingsland Stars versus the Sheffield Tigers. Artem Laguta's debut, along with that of Kai Thompson as well, in a new-look Kingsland side. 7.30 the start time. You can watch that live on BSN if you're unable to be there in person. Of course, if you are there in person, you might get yourself a free whistle or an air 
air horn. There's lots of things uh, going to be happening there that night. Of course, uh, school holidays continue as well, so make it a family night out uh, if you can. Uh, at Foxhall, it's the Ipswich Witches versus the Wolverhampton Wolves, uh, with Wolverhampton uh, an eight-point lead on uh, aggregate there for the bonus point. Friday, Cab Direct Championship, Glasgow Tigers versus the Birmingham Brummies, and the Scunthorpe Scorpions versus the Redcar Bears, both getting underway at 7.30. Scunthorpe versus Redcar will also be live on BSN's championship coverage. National Development League, it's the uh, Edinburgh Monarchs Academy versus the uh, Oxford Chargers at 7.30 at Armadale. On Saturday, June 3rd, National Development League, Berwick versus Oxford at 7pm. Leicester versus the Bellevue Colts at 7pm. And uh, the Workington Comets against the Milner Hall Fen Tigers at 3pm at Northside. Workington currently heading the uh, National Development League table so far. And there's British Youth Championships taking place at Edinburgh as well. Uh, that all kicks off at half past one at Armadale. Sunday, National Development League, Milton Hall versus the Bellevue Colts, and uh, that's at 4 pm. And British Youth Championships move to Workington at 12 noon. On Monday, June 5th, just the one fixture in the Sports Insure Premiership Bellevue Aces versus the Ipswich Witches at 7 30 at the National Speedway Stadium. The fixture between the Peterborough Panthers and the Wolverhampton Wolves has been postponed and will be rearranged for another day. And then next Tuesday, June the 6th, Cab Direct Championship, Plymouth Gladiators versus the Pool Pirates at 7pm, National Development League, Oxford Chargers versus Mildenhall at 7.30. And that's the next week. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode reviewing all of that and I'm sure much more besides with whatever the week throws at us in the world of Speedway. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, keep up to date with everything happening in British Speedway on our social media pages. Uh, Rapid updates uh, will be always there on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can also keep up to date with all the news stories as well online, britishspeedway.co.uk for all the information. And we'll be back next Wednesday for the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. Totally free to do, but it just means that you won't miss any future episodes. Uh, And, of course, check out our previous episodes as well if you haven't already and you're new. We've got loads of stuff to work your way back through. Our guest last week was Luke Becker. Recently, we spoke to Stuart Dixon, the manager of the Leicester Lions. We've also got a chat with Phil Morris, the CEO of the Sports Insure Premiership as well. All that to work your way back through and many more besides. And we'll be back with you next Wednesday on the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Have a great week. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.